you may even receive a lot of flower bouquets. I mean, <laughs> you know, all the things, all the sweet stuff, the yeah. things that you see in the movies, all the love and affection, all the affirmation that you are waiting to receive from someone, you get that at the early is stage it, of the is relationship. Is it because it's not real? Hello! Welcome to Sit With Us, the Better Filipinas podcast, a safe and authentic space where we talk about our personal journey as women and all the that come with it. Hi, I'm Maika. Hi, this is Meg. Hi, this is Kate. Hello, this is Monica. We invite you to sit with us. Real conversations for modern Filipinas. Hello, BFs. Welcome back to Sit With Us, the Better Filipinas podcast. Thank you for listening to our first episode and welcome back again to all our listeners and welcome again to our new listeners. So we want to thank you for supporting us and bringing the show in the top 50 Philippine Apple podcast. Wow. Thank you, everyone. That was amazing. I'm just so thankful that our community listened to our podcast and not only that, I'm also thankful for the input that they have given us for the first podcast and for this new episode that we will um, have. Yeah, and in our last episode, which is our first, we talked about what we learned and unlearned during the pandemic. And right now, like a few minutes ago, we were talking about like how things are just slowly going back to normal, the traffic, the face-to-face classes. <laughs> Yes, face-to-face meetings again so yes. so it's just so good to kick off the podcast because with what we learned and unlearned during the pandemic because that's also when better filipinas started right? in the middle of a pandemic yeah. we found this authentic space a safe space where we can just talk about everything and anything under the sun yep yeah. Yes, I am actually very excited about the topic that we are going to tackle today. And I'm pretty sure a lot of us can relate. And I'm sure we also have some friends who are noticing this in their relationships, not just in their love lives, but also in other types of relationships, such as, or like uh, family, friendships, etc. Yeah. Oh, a few days ago, we also asked our community what they would consider red flags in their relationships. So we have gathered a couple of answers and we will talk about them today. Yeah, so first and foremost, when we say red flags, what do we mean by that? For me, like red flags are like warning signs or mm, like traits that something is wrong, like in a, in a relationship. And it's not necessarily just romantic relationship. I think the question that we posted to our community is, what are the red flags in your workplace, in your family, in your romantic relationship, in your friendship? So this is not just exclusive for romantic relationships. This is some of the stuff that we experience also, or maybe our girls experience in their families, in their workplaces, in their friendships and of course 
romantic relationships, diba? Yeah. Um, I guess red flags are things that we have to watch out for and be yeah. aware of when they happen so that we know how to set our boundaries. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, I just realized that maybe it's called a red flag or it's called red flags because it's a sign that we should stop. <laughs> right? Get out of it. Yes. <laughs> Get out of it or like, wait, I think we have to do something about this. Uh, do something. Yeah, maybe you can talk it out first, set boundaries first. And then if there's nothing that you can do about it anymore, then maybe that's the time to leave. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so happy that our community has a lot of input today. Yeah. A lot of people actually responded to our question about, about this topic. Yeah. So, of course, what is the first red flag? I think this is like a big, not just a red flag, but a deal breaker. It is a deal breaker, yeah. Physical abuse. Mm-hmm. For me, it's when it's physical abuse, it's something that, okay, you should already run away from it. I don't know. That's just me, personally. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think people should recognize that when you're being abused physically, then you really have to take the exit and and not take any of it. Nobody deserves to be physically abused by anyone. Correct. And aside from that, it can lead to violence and it takes a toll on your health. Right? So, mm-hmm. when you say abuse, it's physical abuse, it's hitting or mean punching you. I mean, I don't have any experience of physical abuse. I don't know when yeah, me either. Me either, yeah. our other listeners. I hope nobody experienced that. That's just a, a major red flag. And it's pretty scary. And from what I heard, I think some people who experience physical abuse, they tend to make excuses for the person who's doing the abuse. And so, and I think that's also the reason why it's difficult for them to get out of it. They try to rationalize why they are getting abused by the other person. So maybe they're rationalizing that, oh, maybe he's just having, or she's having a hard time at work, or he's just having a bad day, right? Amber heard. <laughs> I just remembered. <laughs> this was a major topic in the past few weeks, right? Because of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Were you following that too? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think I think everyone <laughs> that physical abuse is something that it may start small, and then you don't know the extent of it yeah. or where how much it will affect you, especially like a lot of women. Like for me, I've experienced handling cases that women who are experiencing abusive relationships and there's a struggle. It takes time for them to speak up or even to, there's even a time that they feel that it's their fault or they become passive. their sense anymore that's that's really sad if they blame themselves for the other person's actions do they ever talk 
to you about how maybe it started with verbal abuse first, like were there any signs before the physical abuse happened or? Well, they would say that it would start at yelling, name calling, and then it escalates into hitting, hitting them. So, and that's also one of the signs or red flags that our community have to watch out for, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Actually, I read about this article saying that when you are verbally abused, so first it will start there, eh? and then the physical abuse will manifest later on. Oh, so it's an escalation of... Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm, just, so... I'm just glad that nobody that I know experienced this. Yeah. Um, yeah, because... It's just really sad to think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, physical abuse should be a deal breaker in any types of relationship. You know, when yeah. you are already physically hurt, then it's a time that you must leave or stay out of that relationship. You get some help also from your trusted friends or trusted yeah. family members. Yeah, and you have that's to the recognize. First thing that you should do. And you have to recognize that it's not your fault, right? So, Meg, I have a question. Sorry. If I might go back to the cases that you handled, if I may ask as well, what was their trigger for them to start acting against it? For them to get out of it? I think, well, this is in a legal perspective. I'm not sure with how it's like in the psychological perspective. But I think... The trigger is when they already talk to someone or in family. Oh. It's usually like what I encountered is if it's just the wife, uh-huh. it takes longer for them to speak up. But when mm-hmm. it's the children who are already uh-huh. home, that's the trigger. If uh-huh. I notice that the wife, it, they forgive and then they try to work it out. But then if it's the children who's being hurt already, but the wives are faster to act and speak out. And, oh, okay, it's, and it's like they cannot bear the pain of their children getting hurt. That's why they have to act on it. But for themselves, they would not defend themselves against it. Yeah, and it's something oh. that, as women... Something that maybe we can talk about in our next episode, right? Like, uh-huh. yeah. I'm curious, like, why when it comes to our children? Well, I don't have a, I don't have a child yet. When, Me neither. <laughs> to their children, it's easier for them to stand up and speak out. But then, when it's them, it takes so much time. So maybe I don't know. I'm looking forward to psychologists. Psychologists, it's a, it's a protective. Protect, way to protect the kid, maybe. Oh. This one, I'm also curious. Like, physical abuse. Characteristics, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Protective characteristics of moms or parents in general. Sorry, continue. Yeah, I think there's this feeling of fear already when they're physically abused. Right? Like, I don't know. Maybe that's why they don't fight more. Okay, that makes sense. So aside from physical abuse, oh yeah, <laughs> part mm-hmm. of abuse is also mental and emotional. It's and I think yes. it's a whole different 
form of abuse. Yeah. yeah. There's bruises, there's hurting. And then there are a lot of women maybe who are experiencing mental and emotional abuse and then they don't get hit. So parang, oh, that's okay. I don't get hit. So what yeah. forms of mental and emotional abuse? No, I think... Oh, mm-hmm. I think number one is, this is just based from the stories that I am hearing from some friends who gets this kind of emotional and mental abuse. You know, number one is name calling or you, yeah, like you say you're stupid or you're such a loser. Like you're so malande, you're like pok poks, things like that. Yeah, that that happens and other types of insults. So, you know, sometimes you will mistake that as a term of endearment, but actually, oh my you know, they're already name-calling you, and it undermines your self-esteem. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. yeah, so that's a number one. That's yeah. already an emotional abuse. I think, aside from name-calling, I think this emotional and mental abuse, it's not just in... Romantic relationships. Yeah, definitely. Happens in family and friendships. Right. 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 Calling. Like, families or parents saying, you're stupid or you're not, you're useless. Right? Mm -hmm. It affects your self-esteem, but how you deal with other people. How about when they undermine your emotions as well? Like, when you don't feel hurt, would you also count that as emotional abuse because they're not emotionally available to you? Yes, right? exactly. Or if you feel like you cannot be your authentic self to that person when you cannot express yourself and you feel like you have to be somebody else just to be accepted. I think that's also a form of emotional abuse. I'm not sure if you Yes, I lot, agree with yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And uh, right now, we have more mindful on what we tell or say to people because we don't really know what they're going through in their household, in their relationships, right? And I like what Micah said. Sometimes for you, it's a joke or sometimes for the person. (gasps) And then they use it as an excuse when you tell. I think, okay, I think that comes hand in hand. Not respecting your feelings or invalidating your feelings. Yeah, yeah. When someone gets belittled or name called, Mm -hmm. And then you tell your friend that, hey, I got offended with what you said. And then yeah. they said, joke lang yun eh. <laughs> but that's, I don't know, for me. Yeah. And they would just tell you that, hey, you can't even take a joke. <laughs> True. <laughs> that happens. Yeah, that, that happens. That happens <laughs> a lot. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It just made me realize that yeah, it can like people can deliver insults as jokes, right? Right. But that would have an impact on your mental well-being, on your emotional well-being. But since they're trying to to deliver it as a joke, then you would feel like you don't have the right to feel what you're feeling. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm. You know, sometimes jokes are really not jokes or it jokes <laughs> yeah. can hurt feelings remember the reason why will smith punched chris rock it's because 
This joke is, you know, it's not appropriate. Yeah. And it went over. Yeah. That's true. And I think what matters is when people tell that, hey, I get offended by your joke. Or hmm, don't dismiss what they feel. Acknowledge it, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And respect what they feel. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm realizing a lot of things right now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not psychology professionals so yeah. this is, we're not we're just we really want to raise awareness on this topic on warning mm-hmm. signs and red flags because we think um knowing these red flags helps us to have better choices when it comes to relationships and friendships and setting boundaries with people right right so, we don't want to pretend that we're experts here Mm. And on, 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 on. This is just what we, if maybe what we encountered or what we hear. Observe. Mm. So I oh. think another um, thing of abuse, yeah. mental abuse, which is mm. emotional abuse, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I think another, for me, another red flag when it comes to emotional or mental abuse is when, when your partner yells at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. this is something that I always think of. Like, how about people with bad temper, and then they tend to yell or they can't control their temper? Is that a yeah. warning sign? Yeah, yes. that's a good question. It is. I think it is. Mm-hmm. is Maybe they a- never hurt you. They never hit you, but you know they throw things or they. Pound their fist. That's an emotional abuse or a mental abuse, also, because you will feel the fear of being in that relationship, but still you stay. Yeah. And it is, I think, a form of control and manipulation, also. So they yeah. scare you, and then you will also think, I will go back to what we have been talking about earlier that maybe mm-hmm. it's me who's the reason why he or she is doing that. Maybe I triggered him or her to yell at me. That happens. Yeah. Hello, listeners. Let's have a quick break from our conversation. We'd like to invite you to the Better Filipinas Book Club, where we pick a book, read it together, and share our learnings and insights. Follow our Instagram for instructions on how to join and read with us. So back to our conversation. I think it's mm-hmm. it's normal to get angry or to feel anger, but I think how you act on what you're feeling is what's important. So for example, just like what you said. So if the person raises their voice at you or a displaced anger, or if they start verbally abusing you or throwing things at you then that's when it becomes a problem right yeah i like what also micah said what she pointed Mm -hmm. out that they might not hurt you physically but then when they're bad or unpredictable temper also Mm -hmm. leads to violent behaviors that scares you like, yeah. how would you even feel safe in that relationship? And it, it happens not just in romantic relationships, right? In family, yeah. 
Yes, yes. Yeah, it does happen. That you have to tiptoe around that person just because you're scared that you're gonna you're gonna enrage them. Yeah, it's like you're walking on eggshells. Yeah, exactly. Because you don't know what's gonna happen next. Yeah. yeah. I also find it as a as a not a, I don't know if it's a red flag. Like when you feel like you're walking on eggshells. Hmm. I think it could be. Is it um, a red flag? Is it a form of a warning sign? I think it could be because you're not being yourself. You cannot be truthful to that person. You can get. Yes. You cannot give them proper feedback because you're scared that they're gonna get mad at you. Yes. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're not gonna be heard because they would just stonewall you because they would just get angry. True. So it can be a red flag, but I think it's something that you can talk about. Yeah, still, I agree. Like yeah. it's something that you can you can mend. Yeah, I think it's also something that like this warning signs. This can be worked on when it's well. Some of the warning signs it can be worked on when there's open communication between. Yeah, the two of you so, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Friendship, right? So, mm-hmm. not all these warning signs are like, okay, let's get out of it. Let's get yeah. out. Of it. Yeah, you can that's work nice. on it. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's the when I feel like there, there are certain like relationships or friendship that I would feel that I'm walking on eggshells, and mm-hmm. there are times that I can communicate what's, mm-hmm. what needs to be improved on and. Yeah. I really appreciate it when you know that the person just really cares. That's why they would give you proper feedback. Yeah. So I really appreciate those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So another, a few red flags also that our community community shared is mm-hmm. forms of narcissism. And I'm sure, well, narcissism is a very broad topic. I, it I, is. Yeah. I think it's we need a expert to talk about this, but there are certain actions that manifest in someone that is has a narcissistic personality. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. for example, one of the girls said love bombing. So I think this is. Can you define love bombing? How, how would you define love bombing at early stages in relationship? I think it's um, um well it's giving so much love and attention like oh. grand, romantic gestures and yeah is this a red flag because you're thinking or that person might also expect the same from you like if they're trying to force everything to be at a certain level in the relationship is that it sorry i'm trying to also understand <laughs> Well, I guess love bombing only happens at the beginning of the relationship where you mm. will also think that, oh, this is something that is too good to be true because I, everything I, seems perfect. Or, no, right? I, I, no, no. I but, think it's when things are moving way too fast. Yes, oh, okay. also that is. And then later on, your relationship will turn into something that isn't what you were expecting the first time you met or the first time your relationship happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Like early on in the relationship, like it's too much compliments or I don't know. Yes. 
you may even receive a lot of flower bouquets. I mean, <laughs> you know, all the things, all the sweet stuff, the yeah. things that you see in the movies, all the love and affection, all the affirmation that you are waiting to receive from someone, you get that at the early is stage it, of the is relationship. Is it because it's not real? Well, I think the narcissist uses this tactic for oh. him to get a hold of that person. Okay, okay. Now I understand. <laughs> and I also think that it's, well, it's a part of a cycle of abuse. Yes. I remember an illegal point of view. Mm-hmm. When there's abuse, there's a stage where the reconciliation and the, the calm there's reconciliation and calmness and yes i saw that also would like make you really feel that they're in love and they're showing to you and then so things would get peaceful and then after that period there's another building of tension and then abuse incident and then after that they would apologize again and then shower you with love so i think that's kind oh, of okay with mm-hmm. Like the grand gestures is a way to make up for all the negative things that happen in yes. the relationship. Okay, okay. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and I think one signs also or actions of love bombing is there's so much admiration without knowing the real you. I don't know. Yeah, yeah when they put you on a pedestal because they don't even try to get to know you or that would also mean that they might not accept you for who you are mm-hmm. right? when they get to know you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that's a red flag. Like those that are like love bombing, quickly moving, and then showering you all this attention and putting yeah. you on a pedestal without even knowing you. And yeah. I don't know. I, I, I thought, well... To be completely honest, I thought it was, at first when I was younger, I thought it's sweet and romantic. Mm-hmm. And then when I grow older, personally, my personal opinion, this is not, this is not science or, ano, I think it's not healthy for normal adults to act that way, right? Yeah, it's not natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah. what else are red flags how about one mm-hmm. of our girls also shared when they don't respect your faith <gasps> okay mm-hmm. <laughs> i have a lot of things to say about this um, <laughs> well okay the thing is i think we always have to respect everybody's faith or religion or religious practices as long as i guess as long as they're not hurting anyone or not spreading hate or not forcing you to have the same beliefs as they have. I think it's just disrespectful if you make fun of your faith or of your practices or yeah, because I've I've seen this as well. And it's just a huge red flag because if they would start picking on your on your practices and or your religion, your faith. I don't know about you because I come from a religious family as well. And so, yeah. like, our lives, our relationship is also 
somewhat based on on our religion. So when people make fun of your faith, and that's also the reason why I try to be more respectful of other people's faith as well. Just like what I said, as long as they're not spreading hate or hurting other people, I think we should be good. Yeah. I'll keep it at that. I don't want to expand too much on it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, Kate. Actually, I had a personal experience Mm -hmm. and actually in my workplace before. Well, my former boss always speaks on the religious people in our office. So I, yeah, I actually noticed that it's not okay to pick on these people. Like, okay, I understand you don't believe in God, but you don't have the right to save, like, or mock these people for their faith or for, for, you know, having this obvious or absolute faith in Mm. God. Yeah. Yeah, that's just really disrespectful. Yeah. I think that's just a a red flag for me. And I think it's not just religious, like any any belief that you might have. Belief. Yeah. And it's Mm -hmm. it it applies in all. I mean, even families, right? I think well, this is my observation because there are a lot of religious Filipino families. Yeah. What happens when one of the family members want to ascribe to the religion? that the family is practicing. So I think there has to be a some level of respect. Yeah, that's true as well. We're entitled to our own faith or we're entitled to practice the religion we grow spiritually. So I like what Kate said that we have to be respectful with each other's beliefs because I don't like it when people shove down their beliefs on me. That's true as well. <laughs> so, yeah. Maybe it's not like a red flag, but it's something that on a bigger picture, it all boils down to respect. I mean, it's mm-hmm. something that you shouldn't even force to, to, to do it, to, to, to do something or practice something. So, mm-hmm. you have to respect each other's beliefs or spiritual beliefs yeah. or even political yeah. beliefs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a whole different topic. Yeah, but let's mm-hmm. not go there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of respect. I'm oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. This topic is a bit different. I just remembered something. So if we talk about respect, what about discrimination because of gender? Have you experienced that? Like, especially in, in the workplace? Mm. Because, yeah. So that's a major red flag for me. So for example, I was talking to my cousin yesterday and I told him about how I was being interviewed a couple of years back. And one of the questions were, do you have a boyfriend? Are you planning to get married soon? Because we are expecting you to just focus your energy on this job. Something like that. I'm not sure, oh, if, no. you've, I'm not sure if you've experienced that, but number one, yeah. that's discrimination against women. True. Number two, Work-life balance, that just means that they don't respect your own personal time and that they would expect you to be there for the company 24-7, right? So that, right. to me, for if you're looking for a job, I'm not sure 
if this goes for everyone as well, if it resonates with you, but to me, that is a major red flag. Yeah, in the workplace. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, in the workplace. Yeah. I had, I had yeah. experience also getting asked those questions. It's like, I know why these questions are being asked to me. Yeah, yeah. So healthy relationships are not just in romantic relationships, right? It should also be in the workplace. It's also, it yeah. should also be families. And when you get asked those questions, what would you feel? Like, so what happens if I get married? Or what happens if I get a baby? How, yeah. will, how will this workplace treat me? Or how will this workplace respect my personal time when you get asked that question so yeah i i understand yeah i mean being a mom does not make you any less talented right or any less of an or any less capable in what you're doing at your job right yeah so that's true same discrimination Yeah. yeah i actually also had an experience well you know the last job that I had was in HR. So mm-hmm. I was tasked to find people for a specific position. So I did not experience it, like me experiencing being discriminated. But the former boss that I had was ordering me or asking me to find a guy for this specific <gasps> position because he said that girls are too emotional, girls are wow. too... You know, all the things that he doesn't like for that position. I mean, the girl's traits that he doesn't mm-hmm. like for that position. So he wanted me to find a guy for that job position instead. So that's already right. a discrimination in gender. Yeah, it is. It yes. Is. And yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, that moment when I had that experience, I really thought that. I am not sharing the same value with the with that company. And that is one of the reasons why I left and why I let go of that job. It's because our values don't align. Yeah. Yeah. Good on you for realizing that and for taking the exit from that job. Yeah. yeah. Already a red flag. Say telling me to stop, <laughs> let go of that yeah. job. <laughs> because yeah. it's not gonna do you any good. Yeah, and you might true. also adapt it in the future. That's a good right. point. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a good point. Nice. Like, like those are the things that you don't want to absorb or imbibe. Right, right. I think I like what you said, Micah. That now that we're older, we check whether the workplace does it align with your values. Does it align with? It's not just money. It's not just Okay, this company will pay a lot, but mm-hmm. how? What's the company culture? What's the company values? How do they yeah. their personal time, right? Yeah. yeah. And you would have a feel with that in interviews, but then think one of the red flags that was shared, which is also very applicable in the workplace and not just in romantic relationship, is having no boundaries. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. That is correct. Yeah. And I think a lot of people experienced this during the pandemic. True. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. yeah, when the employer just expected for the employees to be available all the time just because they're working from home. 
True. 24 hours. Yeah. That's why a lot of us had this work burnt out because of that. Mm-hmm. We are expected to report 24 hours since, you know, we're all online and it's easier for us to get a hold of by that boss or by that company. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's no boundary already when it happens. So that's in workplaces. Thank you for listening. That's part one of our conversation about relationship red flags. We still have a lot to talk about, so make sure to press that follow button and join us on part two. Thank you for listening to the episode, BFs. We hope you enjoyed listening to that episode as much as we enjoyed having the conversations. Our community plays a huge role in how we choose our episodes and we'd like to expand the Better Filipinas community with you, our listeners. So we're inviting you to join and share your thoughts, comments, and episode suggestions with us. Connect with us on Instagram at Better Filipinas. This has been Micah. This has been Meg. This has been Kate. And this is Sit With Us, Better Filipinas Podcast, Real Conversations for Modern Filipinas. Mm-hmm.